I am pretty excited to speak to today's guest on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. He is Sporting News baseball writer Ryan Fagan, and he is no stranger to road trips. Not only does Ryan go on the road to cover the biggest MLB games of the season, including the World Series, he does an annual college basketball trip and loves to disappear for a few weeks to go on long fishing trips. Oh yeah, and he's a Hall of Fame voter. Ryan, welcome. How are we doing today, Ron? Good. How'd you like that intro? That's very, very nice. Very well done. Makes me sound like I always on the road. That's good <laughs> so the first question I want to ask you is what kind of advice do you have for like a really long extended road trip? Well, you, you know, you have to you have to enjoy the journey. That's that's part of it. You have to enjoy the, the, the every day, the, the, the driving six hours to get to one place, you know. But part of it is I mean, the fun is is seeing the little stuff, you know, it's like stopping at the little diners, you know, and not eating ever at chain restaurants. That know? will actually be a rule on our yeah. road trip where there will be no McDonald's or Wendy's or Applebee's or anything like that. And, that, and that's nothing against them. Right. But I will say this. Occasionally, fast food is is necessary <laughs> if you don't have time. But if you're ever going to sit down, that's my rule. If I'm ever going to sit down and eat, it's got to be somewhere local because it's it's not just that. You know, you want to support the local businesses, but that food is generally better. You know, sometimes you'll find some, like I had a roast beef, not even sandwiches, but like a plate of roast beef in this little tiny town in southern Missouri. I don't even know where it was. I don't remember. But I remember the roast beef because somebody at the gas station, I asked, and they told me to go to this place to get the roast beef, and I did, and it was great. So, you know, that's the kind of thing, just always keep an, an open mind when you're on the road and try to find as much local stuff as possible. Well, so I was going to ask you this later, but I'll ask you now. So what did you, like, in the various cities you've been to, the MLB cities, do you have, like, a like a, a favorite local spot? It's like, hey, when, when you're in this city, you got to go here? That's interesting. Um, a lot of times the baseball stuff winds up being, you know, you're so busy working, you don't get the chance to do as much of those things. But there's, like, there's not that I eat. This can make it sound like I eat a lot of roast beef, but there's a roast beef place <laughs> in Philadelphia that – it's like John's or something on a blanket on at the moment, but it used to be an old mafia hangout in a neighborhood in South Philly. And somebody told me about that. I went there and I, I literally ordered the plate of roast beef and it came with roast beef, mashed potatoes and gravy. And then I, they said, you want fries? I said, sure, I'll take some fries. I came out there and the fries had roast beef on top of them. <laughs> and I didn't know if you wanted just regular fries, you have to ask for fries without roast beef. So yes. So, you know, there's, there's, there's all kinds of stuff like that. You know, obviously, you know, St. Louis has a ton of great little places, little barbecue places like Pappy's and, and whatnot. But, yeah, there's, that, that's one thing I try to do is do a little bit of research ahead of time. And then sometimes when you're, you're out west and you have access to an In-N-Out burger that you don't necessarily have there, you always got always to try to hit the In-N-Out whenever I can. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Ryan is not a vegetarian. No, Ryan, Ryan is not. <laughs> Ryan is trying to be better, but, man, it's just tasty. <laughs> so, as you know, my wife and I are going to all 30 stadiums yep. this year. Uh, how many have you been to? It's 24. I was just looking. It's 24 of the current ones. Um, I think there's a couple of former ballparks that I've been to, too. But of the 30 current stadiums, I've been to 24. And of the remaining six stadiums, which is the one you really want to get to the most? It's, it's embarrassing, but I haven't been to Yankee Stadium. Um, we, we've always had somebody at SN, 
in New York or there's always been some other reason that I haven't gone. I've been to City Field when the Mets hosted the World Series a couple years ago. Um, but, you know, I really wish I had made it to the old Yankee Stadium. I know the new one looks just like the old one, but, you know, from what everybody says, it doesn't have quite the same charm or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, that that's one, and that's that's on the list this year. I'm sure I will get there at some point this year. My ex, my cousin lives up there, and so I have a free place to stay, and I haven't been there, which is – Well, we'll be in the RV at Yankee Stadium the end of April. You're, you're welcome to join us. Nice. You told me before you, you have – uh, when, when you go on your fishing trips, you don't stay in an RV. You like to do camping. Yeah, a lot of most of the time. I and I actually always, at, at all times, I pretty much have a little two man tent um, in my in the back of my um, Toyota Highlander, and I keep that there just just in case. Because I when I, when I do the those types of road trips, I honestly don't know where I'm going to wind up. You know, and a lot of meandering road trips, I'll just decide in the morning. Okay, this is where I'm going to go for the afternoon and then we'll see where it takes me and there have been there have literally been times there was one time i went i was planning on going doing a little smallmouth fishing in virginia um on the james river and one day it was raining so i decided where can i go when it's raining and i wound up in gettysburg pennsylvania to go see the <laughs> battlefield which i it never even occurred to me when i left charlotte on that trip i was going to go up there but yeah i wound up there um and it was amazing i mean if you Gettysburg obviously isn't a ballpark, but it's a it's a great place to be, um, to to visit and really kind of get that feeling that you're on that that hallowed ground. But yeah, th that's that's part of it is just being flexible. So you know you do a lot of camping. I do a lot of Priceline or Hotwire Express deals, those types of things. And part of the fun is too is calling hotels and talking them into giving you a better deal, <laughs> just because because it's amazing what kind of deals you can get it you know, 1030 at night when they're like, well, this room is going to go unused if I don't give it to this guy for a discount. So that's part of the fun, too. Yeah, there are. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a few nights where my wife and I would will want to get out of the RV and, yeah, and, sure. and, and into a hotel room for a night or two. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite stadium and or city? And you can't say St. Louis or Bush Stadium because you're from there. Yeah, actually, Bush Stadium is fine, but it doesn't crack the top. 10 or 15 of stadiums. You know, the the first time I went to Safeco Field was back in two th the summer of 2001 or 2000, whenever they hosted the All-Star Game. And I actually was just on – I was on a road trip. Then I took 40 days and drove from St. Louis to Seattle and back um, over – Fishing over, along the way, I'm, ass I'm assuming. Fishing and stopping at Yellowstone, just doing whatever and kind of – yeah, that was, that, was, that was a long one. That's the longest one I've ever done. Um, but – Safeco is, is beautiful. That was Ichiro's first season. The All-Star Game had just been there. That, that was a gorgeous place. San Francisco, that ballpark, lives up to everything they says. You know, uh, Orioles Park at Camden Yards in Baltimore is a gorgeous place. I mean, I know that kind of set the trend for the new model of stadiums, and it, it still stands up. It's a gorgeous one as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the, the stadiums we're going to be going to, uh, the, the ones you mentioned, and then uh, uh, throw Pittsburgh in there too. You know, uh, those yes. are the ones we're, we're really looking forward to seeing. Pittsburgh uh, – Pittsburgh is gorgeous. You know, the the statues outside, the Clemente and Mazeroski, even even the bridge going across that's right next to it. The bridge is gorgeous, and it adds to that to the whole ballpark environment down there. Now, I want to talk about food. We already talked about some food. You, um, I know when you're in the press box, you don't necessarily get to go to the concession stands and, and right. a, a lot. But do you have? Is, is there a, a ballpark food that, that that you really like? Well, the thing is, it it changes so much, you know, because now kind of a, a deal that 
that teams do is they say, okay, well, this is, this is the new line of concession foods that we're adding this year. So um, I always try to, when I go somewhere, I try to figure out what that might be. You know, and some of them are just crazy things that there's no way I could eat because they're so large because they're just trying to make news with these concession things. But some of them are legitimately very good. And then, and now that, you know, at ballparks, now that media meals you have to pay for, sometimes I don't do that, you know, and I'll say, well, if I'm going to pay $10 for a media meal, I'll spend 15 and find out what the ballpark specialty is there. So yeah, that's another thing. There's a lot of you, when you do road trips and I know you know this, but I, there's a lot of advanced research and planning <laughs> But I don't ever lock myself into anything. I just want to know my options when right. I go somewhere. So that's, yeah, the ballparks now, the the food is such a higher quality than it was even 10 years ago, and that that's a good thing. Yeah, it's evolved from hot dogs, peanut, uh, uh, um, Cracker Jack, and yes, uh, popcorn. Although you got to get the Dodger dog when you go to Dodger Stadium. All right, okay, that's, noted. You, you, st- you still have to do that. Yeah, that'll be uh, August when we'll be out in Los Angeles that's at Dodger be Stadium. Hot. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're going to it'll be – like Southern California into Houston, uh, into uh, Arizona, and then all, all the way to Houston. That's August, so I know it's going to be uh, the the AC and the RV is going to be kicking for sure. Yeah, as <laughs> as long as you're aware of what you're getting into, it'll be fine. Um, so we're planning on taking kids in various cities to MLB games. Uh, we're working with Children's Hope Alliance, a children's advocacy group here in North Carolina. And uh, we're working with other organizations, other children's advocacy organizations across the country to to get donations of tickets from the teams to those organizations so we can get kids to games. I want to create a positive and lasting impression for these kids. So what is your earliest baseball memory? Man, um, my my earliest baseball memory, honestly, wasn't at the ballpark. Um, It was listening to games on the radio growing up outside of St. Louis. Um, you know, with, with Jack Buck and Mike Shannon calling Cardinal games on Camo X. I mean, I, I lived in my neighborhood. It was, it was, there, it, there wasn't a through street. It was kind of a loop. And my friend and I, we could literally ride our bikes around the loop. And you could hear the game the whole way around because people had it on sitting outside on their porch or whatever, or playing in my backyard. And, you know, the neighbors from all different sides had the game on so you could listen to it. So, I mean, that was part of it. The first ballpark, you know, was the old Bush Stadium. Not the old, old Bush Stadium, mm-hmm. but the second Bush Stadium. Um, going down there, my dad's company had season tickets along the third baseline, and we'd get to go four or five times a year. And I always took my glove, you know, would run down there to try to get foul balls, whatnot. And, yeah, that was that, – that was, that was, it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, when you grow up in St. Louis, baseball is – I mean, it, it's ingrained in you. Right. Uh, in your DNA. So being at the ballpark and just – Part of the fun part, and I still love this, is walking out of a tunnel at any ballpark, and the first time you can see the field, there's always just that little magical moment that takes you back to childhood. You remember that vividly, even now yeah. as an adult, and so that's kind of what we're trying to create with these kids. What 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 made you fall in love with baseball? Was it just listening to Jack Buck and Mike Shannon call the games, or what what was it? I don't I don't ever remember a time not being a baseball person. You know, what I mean, <laughs> looking back through pictures that 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 the folks still have in photo albums you know i always had a you know a a little tiny baseball glove or a baseball cap or had a bat um in my hand from the time i was i mean really from the time the first pictures were taken so (laughs) i mean there was always there was no there was no other thing there was always just baseball so you know there's not that magical first moment but you know that's because it was just always there i mean it was my parents and baseball and that was that was how it worked (laughs) 
Uh, you're a Hall of Fame voter now yeah. uh, for, the, for, uh, for the last few years. Things went in the wrong direction for Barry Bonds and, and Roger Clemens this year. I know you voted for both of them. But do you think they'll eventually get in, or, or are things trending in the wrong direction? I think that's a, a great question, and I don't know if they're going to get in. Um, now, they are represented in the Hall of Fame Museum. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Cooperstown, and Barry Bonds, the, the baseball that he hit to break the record, is in the Hall of Fame Museum with the asterisk, asterisk tattooed in there from a former owner of the ball. So, I mean, they're represented in there and the museum tells the story. Now, will they ever be, will they ever have a plaque? Will they ever give a speech? I don't know. You know I mean? They still, their, their vote total jumped up or not jumped up. It bumped up a little bit, but not nearly to the level that it has uh, the past several years. And I think that's what, you know, when, when you talk about the way that the hall of fame has kind of trimmed their voter rolls a little bit, and that's when the first giant bump and when it started to become a reality you know people talk about joe morgan's letter and say did that impact i really don't think it did i think the people that were open to having their minds changed have changed their minds in the past couple years and that's what you've seen and there's there was definitely a stopping of the momentum this year in terms of their vote totals and it's I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I've, if you'd asked me at this time last year, I'd have said, yeah, there's a decent chance. I wouldn't have said they were a lock. Um, but now with the Hall taking it down to where they only on the ballot for 10 years instead of 15, that seemed like a, a move that was targeted at Bonds and Clemens to keep mm. them out. Um, and it may it may do the trick. Yeah, you mentioned the museum. And for me, like uh, any Hall of Fame is a museum. Yeah. And like it or not, that so-called steroid era is part of baseball's history. And you yeah. just can't erase that era and 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 pick and choose who who you're going to put in because we don't know who from that time was using and who wasn't and well that's that's the one thing that the first time i went to cooperstown was four or five years ago and that's the thing that stuck with me more than anything was the fact that barry bonds's name was in the the hall of fame museum and it's a completely separate entity from the gallery there's the plaque gallery and it's awesome and you walk in and you just have this sense of overwhelming sense of history but the majority of the hall of fame building is the museum and and bonds is in there and pete rose is in there and clemens is in there multiple times each um so when people talk about they say well you know the hall of fame should tell the the story of baseball well, the museum part does mm-hmm. i mean it already does um it's just the plaque gallery and whether they you know get their chance to to speak at an induction ceremony that's a different thing and that's what i'm just not sure is going to happen we'll look past now we'll look to the future now what are you expecting from this upcoming season well i mean hopefully hopefully we see the the type of drama that we've seen in the world series the last couple years i mean that's been so much fun you know october is better when the games are tense and the series goes seven games i know the players would probably rather wrap things up early in the series it makes it less tense for them but I mean we've really been treated to some amazing World Series here in the last couple of years you know you had the, the Giants and Royals going all the way down to the bottom the, the Cubs and you know when Chicago and Cleveland went down to not just game seven but extra innings of game seven and then obviously what we saw this year with uh, the Astros and Dodgers even though game seven wasn't necessarily super tense that was a series that had I can't even remember how many, oh, my gosh, moments. Did you just see that type things? You remember saying to the people sitting next to you in, in the press box. So, you know, I, I just hope that we see 
new stuff. And, you know, that's something that baseball never really fails to deliver is stuff that you never have seen before. And I'll get you out in this one. Give me your World Series pick for 2018. Man, I haven't officially made that yet. I've been going back and forth, you know. I mean, I think when you look at at what the Yankees have, you know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, That lineup is ridiculous. Yeah, adding Stanton with Judge and and Sanchez. It's almost not fair. You know, Cleveland – I'm, I'm going to believe in Terry Francona until he stops managing. You know, and then you look at the Astros. The Astros are every bit as good as they were last year, even better, adding Garrett Cole. Um, with you know, Altuve being back in his prime, Correa, Springer, all those guys um, being in their primes. The, the Nationals at some point have to win it, right? Maybe. Uh, the Cubs are right there. The Dodgers are right there. I think the Diamondbacks could be a very good team too. So, you know, I, 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 I've not to, not to hedge on that question, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't officially come to, to grips with what I'm going to pick for the, the World Series. But I mean, there, are, there, are, you know, six or seven, eight teams that, that I could easily see a path to winning it. How about my Brewers? They improved. They, they, they have improved. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that, that pitching staff. I just, <laughs> as it, as it is right now, it's, it's not a World Series winning pitching staff. But you know, these things, these things change. I mean. When Jeff Weaver led a Cardinal staff to the World Series against the Tigers, nobody saw that coming either. So um, the Brewers have certainly put themselves in position to be in that conversation. And you know, once you get to October, anything can happen. Right. That's Ryan Fagan, Sporting News baseball writer and Hall of Fame voter. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. In 2014, there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the U.S. That's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn how to give hope to a child. Well, Patty, what would you think of what Ryan said? Well, one of the biggest takeaways I took from that, and you know I'm a planner, right? I oh, am yeah. a project Ryan manager, mentioned. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he talked about planning. But I also liked the spontaneity of, uh-huh. you know, like he said, kind of like having a plan, but yet having options. And even from those options, maybe you throw <clears throat> those options out the window, right? Because um, my husband has never met a stranger, Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about you, dear. And so, you know, he mentioned going, getting advice from somebody in the gas station to go and have roast beef at the one restaurant, right? Yeah. So, so I think we'll have some of those experiences where we'll be talking to folks and getting their advice on, hey, go try this. And we've done that before. Remember, we went to the uh, single leg game in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And met, yeah, met yeah. a couple ladies. And we were talking, we got on the conversation of barbecue. Right. And they recommended we go to this barbecue place in Kannapolis. And we ended up taking our, my son, RJ, and his wife, Sarah, RJ and Sarah to, yep. to that place. And that was fabulous. It was. In, it in was fact, really it was good. so good, we, we ended up going back there a second time. It was we just did. me and you. We did. But, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And, yeah, so I'm looking forward to those little adventures. And it doesn't have to be food-related either. But, you right. know, just, you know, the little adventures. Oh, if you haven't done this, see this. You know, um, looking at having an idea of what, some of those are things are that we definitely want to do but i always enjoy that when i travel in, in general is i don't want to have an exact schedule of this is what i'm going to do every minute of the day i like to have some kind of flexibility to 
throw something in there. So that's fun. And then the, the other thing was about, you know, you talked about the hotels and, and, and um, being able to negotiate with a hotel on a last minute thing. So maybe that's another spontane- spontaneous thing we can do, babe. It's, you know, all right, we're sick of being in this RV. Let's call up a hotel. We don't have to have it all planned out. But, right. you know, maybe we get a deal out of that. Or, you know, maybe we do have that two-man tent. So when you're driving me crazy, I can stick you outside. <laughs> Is that going to work? Well, we're sitting in the RV now. And we have Holmes's uh dog carrier sitting outside right now are, are, are you gonna send me the uh, to the dog house <laughs> i don't i don't know if you'll fit in there babe i'm not i'm not gonna do that to you but i'll get you a tent so you can at least have somewhere to cover in case it rains you know i just sleep in the car or whatever <laughs> the other thing i am also looking forward to is learning some more about baseball because yes i go i've gone to a lot of games um i really got to know baseball when I moved to St. Louis and started going with Something friends. Ryan talked about. It's like, if you're from St. Louis, it, baseball is basically ingrained in you. Exactly, right? So I didn't have that as a kid, but as an adult, when I moved to St. Louis and got involved, um, and so that's where my love of baseball came from, and I sort of know the game, but getting to know more about the game, getting to know players from other teams because I'm not really all that familiar. You'll throw out a stat or throw out a name of somebody. I mean, I've heard of that person. So I think I'll be able to learn some more as we go along. Now, your maiden name is right. And there is a certain Mets player who we, who we refer to as Cousin David. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and you've always, you've said before, right? You'd like to, he, him to play for the Cardinals so you could get me a jersey. Because I'm not wearing a Mets jersey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm faithful for, to my team. For your 42nd birthday, I got you a Bruce Souter jersey because right. Souter wore 42 for the Cardinals. Right. Now but, you're telling my age. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I wore my Molina today, though. At, watch it. I see what's in your eyes. Don't you dare talk about my age further. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. So as you're kind of listening, uh, Patty and I have a little banter. And uh, actually, episode four. This is episode three with Ryan Fagg and a Sporting News Hall of Fame voter. Episode four will just be Patty and I talking about our trip so far. Life in the RV and uh, cooking salmon and asparagus in the oven and stuff like that. So um, that will be episode four. Thank you for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. My name is Ron Clements. And I'm Patty Clements. Until next time. 